This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. We are 10 minutes to the top of the hour. This is the morning run. I'm Tan Chung Han and with me, Joyce Go. Now, you just heard the uh, finance minister, Sadara YB Lim Guan Eng, back on November 12th, uh, announcing the government's intent to uh, file, uh, take legal action against Goldman Sachs. And indeed, that was the news yesterday. The Attorney General of Malaysia ended filing those criminal charges against that uh, famous Wall Street bank. Now, uh, since then, this morning, we have had plenty of developments uh, in this saga. So Goldman has fired back at the charges. They've responded to it. And in this saga, I'm going to label this saga as the Goldman versus Goldman saga, if I can copyright that. One pun, Han strikes back. That's right. Goldman versus Goldman. Yeah, well, the Malaysian government has filed criminal charges against Goldman Sachs over its involvement in the 1MDB scandal. And uh, it's recent news that just come out, that came out this morning, Goldman fired back at the charges, alleging through a spokesperson, Michael Duvelli, that members of the former Malaysian government and 1MDB lied to them about how the money would be used. And the 1MDB... Uh, 1MDB gave written assurances to Goldman for each transaction that no intermediaries were involved. Interestingly, Anna, uh, I mean, Goldman also pointed out yeah, at that time, 1MDB CEO and board reported to the Prime Minister at that time. Mm. Uh, now, the spokesperson for Goldman then said that the bank was not afforded the chance to be heard before the filing of the charges and they will contest these allegations and they will. these charges do not affect Goldman's ability to conduct their current business business globally. So uh, though uh, that's the latest that we're getting on the front. Now, uh, that was Reuters reporting on this, and we have had a piece by Tom Wright uh, on the Wall Street Journal. And by the way, we'll be uh, replaying or revisiting the uh, the time when Tom Wright was mm-hmm. here on the Breakfast Grill yeah. in the coming days as well. But that aside, um, he has just written an opinion piece, uh, you know, uh, just uh, adding his uh, commentary to the matter. Right? Yeah, and I think uh, Tom Wright said that, you know, the Wall Street Journal published this article this morning where uh, Tom Wright alleged that you know Goldman Group's push for Asian business caused it to speed past warning signs mm. in its dealing with 1MDB. And uh, in the article, they also, he describes lax oversight of partners at the firm. And this was shown by internal documents and interviews with people involved in the transactions. And I think he saw notes for senior bankers at mm-hmm. a 2012 Hong Kong meeting showing that Goldman's vetting of the bond deal for which it was charged yesterday and little attention was paid to whether 1MDB was a bona fide vehicle or why it had no track record. I think the first meeting, the item was potential media and political scrutiny. The third meeting on the item was how much money Goldman would make, nearly 200 million US dollars, and whether the sum would become public. And they approved the deal anyways. Right. So ultimately, what Goldman banked from this was $600 million mm. US dollars. Uh, that's from those three bond deals, I believe. I mean, keep in mind uh, the context, right? This was in the years following the global financial crisis. And, you know, you've got this sovereign wealth fund from a tiny Southeast Asian nation that's generating 600 million US dollars for you guys and they don't bother to ask and what we are learning now from the Wall Street Journal is despite all these warning signs you know people are flagging stuff left right and center they still pushed ahead and then what we have learned in recent weeks was that you've got a blank find himself who apparently or allegedly met with Joe Lo himself so this what these 1MDB dealings went 
all the way to the top and looks like they were sanctioned from the top brass over there at Goldman Sachs. Yeah, we also have news that, you know, Tim Lyson, the former Goldman banker, uh, he said that, you know, he his guilty plea entered early last month. He revealed that others at Goldman helped him conceal bribes used to retain business in Malaysia and that the culture of secrecy in Goldman led him to conceal wrongdoing from the bank's compliance staff. Mm. So, you know, there's so many things coming out and in this recent news of Goldman saying that, oh, they were lied to, I think some people have questioned is it so easy to lie to Goldman, who's a really, really big investment bank, right? right. Smart, like really smart people join the bank. And of course, um, you know, were there checks and balances? Mm-hmm. So it's not just Tim Leisner who was named in the charges filed by the prosecutors. Of course, you've got the ex-1MDB general counsel, Jasmine Liu, uh, and also good old Joe Lowe. And then you've got Roger Ng. He's the former Goldman executive who was arrested here in KL last month. Uh, he is also expected to be charged for abetting Goldman International. That's one of the three subsidiaries uh, under Goldman that are involved in these charges. Uh, so Roger Ng is expected to be charged later this week. Yeah, I think uh, a common theme between these three bonds uh, is the allegation that Goldman International failed to declare Jolo's role as the operator and key intermediary of 1MDB. That's mm-hmm. what's coming up from the news today, as well as I think we have uh, AG Tommy Thomas saying that prosecutors will seek fines against the accused well above the 2.7 billion US dollars misappropriated and the 600 million US dollars paid to Goldman and he also said that they will be seeking the maximum prison sentence of 10 years for all individuals accused of abetting Goldman. Right, so how successful will Malaysia be in this uh, legal challenge or this legal case? Well, hopefully more successful than Libya because uh, a couple of years ago a wealth fund tied to Libya uh, tried uh, to do the same thing so they uh, uh, filed uh, a legal challenge to claim 1.2 billion US dollars in equity derivatives that was sold by Goldman Goldman again Goldman again Mm. Uh, but long story short they failed in that and that was the ruling by the uh, UK Court of Appeal last year so Libya apparently can't appeal anymore so it's a, a done deal. So uh, they they lost on that case. Hopefully Malaysia will be successful on that front. You know, if for nothing else, uh, not just the 2.7 billion, not just the 600 million US dollars that we're trying to recover from Goldman, but it's also the um, the reputational risks, right, to uh, Malaysia. Because when you look at the commentary coming out of the Attorney General, he says that this strikes at the heart of the capital markets here in Malaysia, right? So, you know, there has to be this restoration of confidence. Uh, the justice needs to be seen to be done. And then ultimately, it's the integrity of the system here in Malaysia Yeah, as he well. said Goldman Sachs had broken laws at the heart of capital markets. Mm. It could also be capital markets globally, Han, I think maybe, because, you know, the whole 1MDB thing, yep. which is when global, right? Mm-hmm. And as well as, I think what's different with Malaysia's case is that, and 1MDB, is that the US Department of Justice, also, I think they first filed the 1MDB-related criminal charges on November 1st against former Goldman executives uh, Tim Leisner and Roger Ng, as well as uh, Joe Lowe. So that's what's different with compared to the Libya case, I mm. guess. And uh, speaking about Jolo, he has issued a statement yesterday maintaining his innocence in light of these new charges. And uh, in the statement, he reiterated that he will not submit to any jurisdiction where guilt has been predetermined by politics. Well, that's a pretty familiar line. Uh, we have heard that same line from um, his side of, of, of a few times now. Yeah, there's his messaging on this so yeah. far. Yeah. Well, uh, 
Well, uh, well, look, I mean, he can just come back here and then, you know, give his side of the story, story. you would like to think. But, well, anyways, we'll see how this develops and uh, we'll certainly be keeping you guys posted on further developments in this 1MDB saga and, of course, in the Gomen versus Goldman case. All right. <laughs> yes. With the little time that we have left, uh, let's just give you some updates on a couple of stories that we were talking about on yesterday's programs. Uh, you know, Malaysia's investments overseas. Let's start with IHH and their investment into Fortis in India. So um, uh, there's renewed commitment yeah. by IHH, right? So in a memo to staff yesterday, IHH's uh, MD and CEO, Dr. Tan Si Ling, said that the group remains committed to its investment in Fortis Healthcare in India, despite the new challenges that they are facing to acquire that controlling stake in uh, Fortis. I think they're seeking some uh, legal advice on the matter. Yeah, because there are question marks about, you know, now that IHH has a new majority shareholder, you know, would this still be a priority? Mm-hmm. Uh, they are now saying yes. Also, when it comes to the Battersea Phase 2 project over there in London, we spoke about this we had the breaking news on yesterday's program so the EPF has now reassured that they are going to see this through despite the restructuring at the ownership level so if we succeed we would have succeeded where other developers and you know, others have failed when it comes to uh, you know reviving the better sea project all right we're coming up to the 9am news bulletin and after that we'll take a look at some live numbers on the local bourse so stay tuned right here to BFM 89.9 Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.